Iyer's on the road. Parenting in a modern world. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. Well, hello there, out in Radio Land. This is Richard and Linda, and we are really excited to be with you today. We think it's wonderful that we can hook up with you as radio listeners and fellow parents and fellow family people, uh, wherever we are in the world. Today, we happen to be in Palm Springs, and it's a gorgeous day. I almost hate to mention how beautiful it yeah, is. Yeah, we're for, sorry if you're for those in of you Park are, City, Utah. When we left, it was two degrees and lots and lots of snow, which, of course, a lot of people were thrilled about. But, wow, this is gorgeous here, absolutely beautiful. We're actually out on a lanai, and we're looking up at palm trees gently swaying, and there's been some birds we were hoping to get a little ambient noise from the, the birds chirping in the tree. And I went to get lunch, though, darn. I don't they, know where they, they are. They went to get lunch, but we, we think it's interesting that uh, at least on Saturday when we're live, I know some of you listen at different times during the week, but Saturday when we're, we're live, we always follow through the garage door. <laughs> Our friend Don Shaline, and today it was all about heavy metal, and I thought, what a great lead-in, rock and roll, heavy metal, leaving into a discussion on parenting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, doesn't it remind you of how no matter how many times you set the uh, the radio buttons for the stations you like, every time the kids are in there and you turn the radio on again, you've got some crazy surprises coming to you. Well, actually, I like rock and roll applying to parenting because that's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about you're that would be rocking a good name and for rolling on that. A parenting book, Rock and Roll. Who is it that named their twins Rock and Roll? Oh, we were just <laughs> happened to see that walking by the TV so, the other day. Some, some celebrity, celebrity crazy person. So, um, But we're down here for a couple of reasons. One is we, we had a wonderful group for a, a seminar on parenting and family last night. We'll tell you a little more about that. But the more important thing is that we're here visiting our newest granddaughter little faith campbell well little you faith know campbell Iyer. we are so excited this is our son and his wonderful darling wife christy's number six and uh they broke the glass ceiling of number five in our family you know a lot of you have more than that but some of you have a lot less than that six is a lot and uh we're here we came we met her yesterday before we came down to Palm springs because they're in orange county and then we're going back today for four more days. Oh, boy. Of those great kids. It's going to be great. It's going to be exhausting. You know, a lot of you grandparents know that when you spend several days with grandkids, and you that, that's what makes you realize that you actually have aged a little bit. <laughs> you start, you get tired much faster. So we plan to. We plan to be exhausted in four days after we're done helping. Linda is such a helper. Linda well, Linda kind of takes over. She cooks the meals, does the shopping, tries to get the new mom to just sort of settle down and read a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, that never happens with a new baby, but it is so great to have some help. And I have to say that um, this particular family, ha well, they all do, all of our kids, um, have great in-laws, which leads us into our topic for today because we have actually, Christy's parents are amazing. They have two sons who are pilots. 
So they can go to pretty much whenever, wherever they want, not necessarily whenever they want. They're on standby, but they can fly for free, basically. But they can fly for free, and honestly, they have been such a huge blessing to this family. They've been there for for two weeks. They got there just before the baby was born, and then they, uh, you know, then they stayed until just yesterday. And now we're taking over. It's like a tag team trying to help out the new, the new parents. And you know, um. We want to really take the in-law thing today from a positive standpoint. A lot of a lot of people, and I don't know, have we ever fallen into this, Linda, kind of almost resenting the uh, the other side of the family? Like, who are these people that think they should have the kids and the grandkids uh, every other Christmas or something? Who, now, well, how presumptuous of them Wait thinking they can take our grandkids? <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, it's really funny, but luckily we have the most amazing sets of of in-law parents but we also have an amazing group of in-laws which we'll get to later but i have to finish on christy's family because her mom and dad her dad was in iraq for years right after after the war he was a contractor and was in southern iraq but he did come home and um they're now just going from one family to the other and helping they have four children all are needy at one time or another because of different issues. But for Christy and Noah, they, this is a family that has this little girl was born with a pretty serious heart defect. And she was given um, immediate surgery the moment she was born. And then this year, this little two-and-a-half-year-old um, had open-heart surgery. And it was such a hard decision for them. Should they do it? Shouldn't they do it? They, they didn't have to do it, but they were right by, well, an hour and a half away from uh, Los Maybe Angeles Children's Hospital. Maybe the best Children's hospital. hospital, one of the best in the world. And, and they made a courageous decision. Yeah. They got the surgery done, which has a good chance of preventing the need of any, um, any future surgery. But before we get 100% into in-laws, honey. Well, wait, I just had to finish this story okay, because right. this is what these these wonderful in-laws were such champions because they came out and stayed with them. I mean, we came with them on the day of the surgery. We were at the hospital with them. And uh, it was kind of a funny story because um, they were so worried about it because the doctor said, you know, you can do it now or you could do it in five years. But it's easy, easy recovery, easier recovery the younger they are, and then she'll have a better quality of life now. But honestly, they were back and forth. They were so worried about it. And just before we got there, um, Christy said, you know, we they, they needed blood transfusion, but um, Noah's got the wrong type of blood, and they said if there's any chance I'm pregnant that I couldn't do it. So um, we were kind of smiling at each other like, is she pregnant or not? Anyway, so we were in the uh, room waiting to hear the results, and the doctor came uh, kind of blustering in and said in, in a sentence, I, um, I went in, I closed the hole, I fixed the valve, I carved out a lot of tissue, so now she has a left ventricle, and I think she's good for the rest of her life. <laughs> Very matter-of-factly, uh, like he just changed a tire or something. And Christy jumped up, gave him this big hug. He was like a board. He was not the hugger guy type. But And then Noah gave him a big hug. They were so over the, We were all so over the moon, and we sat down and gloried in that. And then Christy looked up at me and said, okay, I'm totally pregnant. 
<laughs> and that that was the first time we heard about this baby. This baby and that's just come. Do you think we're crazy? I said yes, absolutely. I think you're crazy. That's what we love about you. Guys. I don't know if I don't know if you listeners followed that story. That was pretty convoluted. But the bottom line. Well, the is, bottom line is the in-laws <laughs> came to the rescue the other because yeah. they stayed. Well, it's the other set of parents. Yeah, right. They came and stayed with them for like three weeks and just took care of that baby and that mom. And it was absolutely amazing. So we're going to focus the whole second half of the show today on ideas for creating really powerful friendships between in-laws. In other words, two sides of a family. We often refer to our in-laws as co-grandparents, people who we never knew before, but who now have this intimate real connection to us because their grandparents have the same kids we are. But I wanted to say before we get to that, Linda, just a little about last night because it was quite interesting. We had a really, a really interesting and, and uh, uh, pretty uh, thoughtful in some ways, on some level, group of parents. And we were talking about um, parenting in today's world and how we kind of got it down to three things that everyone Every one of us parents today needs to stop doing just we had we had a big stop sign and it was like, here's some things you just got to stop. And then we had a big green light. Here's three things you can start doing in 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 return or in substitution for those things you're doing that are bad. And someday we're going to do a whole show on these. In fact, maybe we'll do yeah, three let's shows. Do that maybe next but let me week. just say what they are to kind of tease you. So we said, number one, you got to stop and titling your kids. You've got to stop giving them too much. You've got to learn that you give your child more by giving them less. And the second thing we said, you've got to stop this, this sort of ad hoc discipline where you're always having a power struggle and always trying to get kids to obey and always needing to think up new ways to discipline your children and should you ground them and, and so on and so forth. And who started the fight and who's guilty and who should be punished. That's just nonsense. You've got to stop that. And number three, you got to stop fearing all these other cultures that surround our kids. Just don't fear all the, the media culture and the, the Internet culture and so on. They're there, but you can do something better. And then we, we went back and said, now, what are the three things you start doing in place of those? And we talked about setting up a family economy where kids earn their own money and that that's a replacement for this entitlement that comes along. And we talked about having a simple little legal system, some simple laws that everyone agrees on and agrees on the punishments. And then you can stop having all these power struggles and little ad hoc sort of discipline. What do I do now to straighten you out? You just follow the simple legal system of the laws. And then I thought the funnest part of the discussion was, what do you do when you stop fearing these other cultures? How do you do that? Well, you set up a family culture made up of traditions and things that you do, rituals, ways that you do things, family meetings, family mission statements. You set up a, a family culture that's so strong that it overpowers all the other cultures. And your kids learn your values instead of the values of the other cultures that swirl around them. So that's a, a thumbnail sketch of a wonderful discussion we had last night. And on a future show, we'll get a little deeper into that. But today... We're also really wrapped up in in-laws because we love, I would say, Linda, that um, among our very best friends, in fact, maybe they're more than friends. When you have people who are the parents of 
the person one of your children married, there there needs to be a, they're not aunts or uncles, they're they're co-grandparents. They they share with you the most valuable possessions of all, not possessions, but valuable things of all your 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 grandchildren. Well, unless they don't have grandchildren, and then, then well, then they the wouldn't in-laws. be in-laws. Oh, you mean if they're just the, the parents sure. of someone that married your child and, the, and sure. your kids haven't had children? And they haven't had children. So um, in that case, then you um, you just develop a great friendship because it really is fun. I mean, I know there are some people who kind of roll their eyes at that because the in-laws are kind of difficult and have a different lifestyle and so on. But um, having a really... Uh, good relationship with these people is so important because eventually you probably will be co-grandparents. Yeah. And so, uh, so we're going to take a little brief break, but when we come back, the, the whole point will be how to approach your relationship with your in-laws in a very positive, even very thankful sort of way. We'll be right back after this break. Ayers on the Road, Parenting in a Modern World. Here's Richard and Linda Iyer. Well, here we are back. Um, about direction plans, but um, Linda, I people wanted to know last night what we've been talking about. Don't be so hard on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. This is just life at the Ayers. Um, but anyway. We are talking about. I didn't think I needed to know all that whole story about the surgery, but you did. So I know that's the problem. This is our (laughs) life, guys. Uh, We're glad that you could join in today and and get the real deal. Anyway, but um, something we do agree on: in-laws can be fabulous. They are so amazing, and we talked. We're really mostly talking about our co-grandparents or or parents of our children um, that our children marry, but um, it really is important also who your children marry because they become your in-law children. Do you even like the term in-laws? Well, it is what it is. Oh, it, that's your worst. <laughs> you hate that. Well, no, so he often. hates that when I say it is what it is. <laughs> so often, um, it's a, almost a derogatory term. The in-laws. Oh, we got to put up with the in-laws. You know, the in-laws are so different from us. Those darn in-laws. They think they should have the kids at Christmas when we want them and blah, 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 blah. But have you ever thought how wonderful it is to think about these in-laws and how, in a way, hopefully they're even more than friends? You're going to be connected to those people, unlike a friend that you might have for a while and then find someone else that you like better. An in-law is permanent. An in-law is someone that you're going to be close to the rest of your life and and the belief of many of us, even into the eternities. Those in-laws are going to be part of an eternal family that's connected in very intimate ways. And so for what it's worth, uh, we think that that every effort ought to be put forward, first of all, to really get to know those in-laws. I mean, we didn't know any, I mean, so, sometimes kids marry the friends of the children of your friends and you know them already. We didn't know at all any of the families that our children married into. And frankly, we lived in Utah and none of the others did. Well, I should say that we tried. We tried to get our kids to marry our friends' kids, but that just didn't work except for 
We have two extra kids in our family, and they're not really ours. They belong to wonderful parents. But oh, they we were, kind of adopted them. They were only children. One came from Bulgaria and one from Ukraine. Our children were served as missionaries and, and brought them home to us to help because they were desperate for to get outside of their countries at that time. And they needed an education, and we helped them through that, and then they found their spouses. But the reason I brought that up is that one of them married the son of one of our best friends. Yeah, that was great. We always wished that our kids would. And we, what's wrong with us? Why can't we figure out how to have our kids marry our best friends? But as it turned out, it really has been a delight to meet these people. Now, I know some of you have really difficult in-laws. You have to go with the real world here. We've just been purely lucky. Well, partly luck, but partly effort, I think. I mean, think about um, you know, eight of our children are married, and and their the, the families that they married into are from California and from Arizona and from Switzerland and Texas. from Texas and and from Nevada. None none from Utah, and we didn't know any of the families. Not only didn't know the the other set of parents, but didn't know anything about the families they came from. So for us, it was a journey of discovery, getting together. Of course, the wedding becomes the, the key time when you're with them all the time. That's kind of like a honeymoon, excuse the pun. I mean, almost everyone has a little honeymoon with their in-laws, with the other family that your child marries into for the first little while. And obviously, you try to get along as best you can and to come together on the wedding and on the receptions and so on. And I, we've heard of some families that that's been the start of a very bad relationship, right, Linda? I mean, they they disagree on things about the wedding or on the on the reception or whatever, and that starts a bad precedent. But for most, I think that's a good time. But then the question is, I think it can go one of three directions. You can either just sort of go back to your separate lives, never think about the other parents, other than once in a while they get the kids instead of you. And that's kind of an abdicating sort of a non-relationship. Then the other two kinds, one is a competitive kind where you're always trying to outdo. We, we have a lot of friends that I, I don't know if they've realized they've fallen into this. They're, they're trying to get, why don't you come to our house this year for the, for the summer vacation or whatever, because we've got a boat or we'll, we'll take you somewhere. And it's almost like competing. <laughs> yeah, for who, who's going to get the kids? And that's a bad thing. That's that you don't want to have that. And then the third kind is where you really appreciate each other and you get together even when the kids aren't there. I mean, that that's the key. Have you asked yourself that question? Have you spent time socially with your in-laws, with the parents of those who married your children, where the kids aren't there or the grandkids? It's just, it's, it's just you getting to know each other. Talk. And I mean, there's no shortage of things to talk about because you're talking about the, the grandkids that you share. You know what? While you're talking, I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe our in-laws kind of resent us a little bit. <laughs> you think? <laughs> because we, get, we, them, do we that? get them all of July. I mean, they come home from all over the world. We, we have one child who lives near enough to come home for dinner once in a while, but still, she's an hour away. Well, but, so, we, but, we, but, but we, we coordinate them. it. Yeah, we coordinate it, but we get them. And, and I, we have in-laws in California who are so fabulous and I do these little Grammy camps in the summer with the kids, and Rick has these grandfather secrets. And and uh, you notice they have started demanding some time with the kids, too, and they, they fly them out and have their 
I don't know what they call it, grandma and grandpa party or something. Anyway, they have some wonderful quality time with them. But, I, you know, you really do have to be careful about that because, you know, we are who we are and we say this is what we're going to do. And then um, you wonder if they think we're overstepping our bounds a little bit. We better be careful well, about that. Well, but the way I think the way to cure that, and I'm kind of preaching to ourselves here, I think I think we ought to make a point of scheduling just a nice dinner, just the four of us, or some of you may have a single parent as the parent of your of your your child's wife or husband. But I think we should schedule a specific time where we go to dinner together with just this one other couple who happens to be the parents of someone that married one of our kids. And not necessarily talk only about the kids. Talk about their lives. Really get to know them. Really approach it as you are among our best friends. In fact, you are more important than any of our friends because of this family connection we have. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And you do a better job than I do. I mean, you actually send them letters once in a while saying how much you appreciate them. Because we do. My gosh, they produce these wonderful kids who are married to our children and have given them values and uh, a work ethic and things that are so important. And we really do need to express that. And really get into their personalities and sometimes it's aha moments like you know aha I know why Christy is so kind and loving and so on because that's the way her parents are I mean it is really a kind of an adventure to get to know these in-laws now this may sound a little pie in the sky I mean maybe you've got maybe maybe you think the worst thing your child ever did was to marry this certain person who comes from a family with different values than yours and who is a constant worry to you. Um, I doubt it, though. I think most people, especially if you try hard, even if the uh, people that uh, are the parents of your in-law children are very, very different than you, if you try hard, there's a lot to learn from them. There's a lot of things you can see in what they're doing that are a little better than how you do it and you can appreciate that in them one thing we haven't talked much about linda is just the 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 most direct in-laws what about your son son-in-laws and your daughter-in-laws what about them or what if you're a young parent what about your parents-in-law how do you think about those people how do you view them and that's why i asked the question do you like the term in-laws i I, I really like to think of my son-in-laws and my daughter-in-laws as sons-in-law and daughters-in-law. I like to think of them as my sons and daughters. It's almost like putting a son-in-law there as like a little caveat. Like, I don't really care as much about you as I would my own flesh and blood, but I sort of care about you, you know? That's hard, though, because they do have, I mean, for example, when there's a new baby, the other mother gets to be the one that goes first, unless one time, uh, in fact, it was Christy's mom, was stuck in Guam when a volcano went off, and she couldn't. They, <laughs> there were so no happy. flights in and out, and I was like, yes, I'm on a red eye. I get to be there. And so I went there, but usually, and we actually have another in-law who have his parents who are, we call them serial missionaries. <laughs> they're, they're the most fabulous couple. And they've been on, I think this is their fourth mission in Brazil. And so they haven't always been there. So I got to be the one that was the main caretaker. But it really is amazing that 
it, it is a little different relationship. There's never, you can't, because they have, you can they try though. Different. I mean, you should try. I, I, one of the things that I want to do more of, I'm saying this to kind of commit myself to it is, is have these gatherings once in a while for all my sons and all my son-in-laws just have a guy's time and really think of them all the same. They're all my sons. They really are. Even though some came by birth and, and some came by marriage. And if you're a young parent listening in, um, you can do a lot about strengthening the relationship with your parents-in-law. You can really take the time to try to think of them as a second set of parents. I mean, that's such a great thing when you think about it. You, you know, when you when you marry, um, it's like a turn of the old phrase. You know, you, when we say you're not gaining a son, you're not losing a son, you're gaining a daughter. Well, if you're the young person getting married, you're not losing your parents. You're gaining two other parents. You've now got four. And if you think of it as a blessing and as something that you want to cultivate, I want to really get to know my new parents. I want to do everything I can to appreciate them and to be thankful. Because after all, how could you have a greater debt than to the person who raised the person who's now your spouse, the most important person in the world. What a debt of gratitude you owe to those parents. And I totally agree. But at the same time, you have to live in the real world. I mean, we've had so many people after we've done seminars come up and say, you know, I am, I have to be the one that's changed in my family. My parents were abusive. My parents were uh, unattentive. I, they didn't like me very much. And, and I'm the one that's going to change. And well, so, that's talking about your own parents, though. So maybe now your new parents-in-law are going to well, make yeah, it better. Yeah, but what if that's your parents-in-law? I mean, you know, what if your your child marries somebody who's had a really bad childhood, a really hard time with parents, and, you know, they're not there to be your best but, buddy? But, you know, even then, even then, I think you say to yourself, this is the person I love. This is my husband or my wife. And irrespective of how good or how bad their parents were, I'm so grateful to them for, for you know, bringing this, my true love, into the world. So I think it's easy to feel that kind of gratitude. It's almost easier for a young person to feel gratitude for their parents-in-law than it is for a parent to feel gratitude and love for the in-law who marries their, their child. Because we're always, you know, basically, especially dads, I mean, I never thought any of our girls could possibly find anyone worthy of them. I thought, like, I'm, I'm going to hate the guy who marries them no matter what because he can't be worthy. He can't be good enough for them. And if you're not careful, that carries over into the parents-in-law, you know? Yeah, that's true. But I, we have just, again, we have been so lucky. Everybody's not that lucky. But we have come, our kids have found the most amazing people to marry. And we, and not always easy and not always on the same um, uh, web, I mean, on the same line, on the same thought same, process, same wavelength. Same wavelength. Yeah. Um, but it really is fascinating that they bring things to the table that we would never have been able to uh, grasp because it's just not our way. So here, here's our challenge to you today. If you, if you want to take this challenge, I promise you there will be a benefit in it. Sit down right now or as soon as you have a moment and write down the names of all your in-law relatives. That could be your parents-in-law. That could be your sons and daughters-in-law and so on. Write them all down on a piece of paper and look at those names and ask yourself, how is my relationship with that person? How is my individual relationship with that 
co-grandparent or that son-in-law or that daughter-in-law or that mother-in-law or that mother-in-law how is my relationship with that person and what can I do to improve it the answer may be as simple as a little note a little email a quick phone call just to let them know that they matter to you that they're important to you I totally agree with that we really we hope you give that some thought because it can make it a long-term difference in your relationship, not only with the in-laws, but with your in-law children. So um, We're out of time again, Linda. Where does the time go? I man, oh, man. But, Maybe we need an hour. What do you think? No. No, okay. No, I <laughs> guess can't not. can't talk that long. But, uh, sorry, we're signing off from beautiful Palm Springs, and we know why it's called Palm Springs. There's a million Palm Springs here. Merry Wherever Christmas. You are, Merry Christmas. To all of you. Holiday we'll season. see you next week on Ayers. We'll hear you. You'll hear us next week on Ayers on the Road. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.